With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Club Live here at Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Um, everyone in the comments, if you could get your some questions in tonight, that would be much appreciated. we try and answer them. The usual plugs, if you can like, share, and subscribe. The next milestone for us is the, the dizzy heights of 6,000 subscribers, uh, which is a bit mental. We didn't think we'd get anywhere near 5,000, but we've, we've pressed through that, so we're near 6,000. Um, so, yeah, if you could like and share, that would be much appreciated. So tonight we don't have a full house tonight, unlike Tuesday, but um, there is the three of us here, the three amigos, as I would say. So first of all, Mr. Scott Carney. Obviously, I was with you last night, so. You well, you mate, yes. Yeah, it's good to see you, mate. Yes, yeah, always good to see you, Alistair. Uh, no, I'm good, mate. Um, I'm good. It's Friday, Friday night. I've had a few days off from work, using up the last of the annual leave uh, for this year, so it's been a relaxing wee day for me. But, yeah, very much looking forward to getting into things tonight. Hello, chat. Hello, everybody. Yep. And the man they all tune in to see on this podcast, it's not me, it's not Gary, it's not Ryan. It's the one and only Scotia. Who's the Wi-Fi holding up there in Hellsworth tonight, Scotia? <laughs> We'll see. It's gone all right so far. We'll see. I usually does bugger up at some point, but hopefully, hopefully not tonight. Yeah, I am good, Alistair. Um, nice wee relaxing day like Scott. Um, off to the, off work today. Took a wee trip up to Ibrox. Not for anything. In, well, it was for something in particular. I couldn't find my season ticket, so I think I lost it last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> had to go off and get a new replacement. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So uh, that was that was my day in a nutshell. <laughs> That wasn't because no, you had a couple no. of beverages in you, Scotia. Well, what, what I was just about to say, Ali, there is people wonder why Scotia isn't on the podcast sometimes after football games. That probably tells you everything that you need to know. That was, but it was the only thing I lost. It wasn't like I lost my bank cards or anything. It was just that. So I don't know if it slipped out of my pocket in the train or whatever. Did they charge you the fiver for it, Scotia, or did they give did you they it? It was the fiver. It was the fiver this time. I, I got away with it a few seasons ago when I got yeah. robbed off me in Barcelona. I got it for free back, but. Oh, today it was a wee fiver out the out the what uh, older money account. <laughs> yeah, that, that that amount of money you pay for a season ticket must not cover a, a, a renewal of a card day. <laughs> Honestly, man. <laughs> Shocking. But I know that's good to hear. But before we get the obviously the spark pride gave for last night, Rangers put a statement out <clears throat> about um obviously the we play mother or we did play Motherwell on the twenty third of December, it's now been moved for television, for Sky. It's now Christmas Eve. Uh, I think it's a 12 o'clock kickoff. So, Carney, Rangers weren't overly chuffed with it. I know this is all it's all to do with Sky, basically, in terms of their, where they have the games. It's on it's on TV, but it's um, it's not a great one in terms of, Scotia will know this, in terms of the travel commitments, the trains, etc. But, uh, aye, Christmas Eve, it's not very good, is it? 
It's a nonsense, mate. It is just an absolute nonsense. There was no reason to move it away from the Saturday. Literally no reason at all to move it apart from it suits Sky better. There's a, a, a clear um, disregard for the travelling support. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty poor. It's poor. I'm not really surprised, though, because of the way Sky look at us. We just fill gaps in between the English Premiership. Most of the time for them, we're not that important to them. And they're not exactly paying a, a massive amount for um, the coverage of the game up here. So we're kind of at their mercy, I suppose, in that regard. But there was something else in that statement regarding we asked for the Ross County. Is it the Ross County game to get moved later? Um, yeah, because we were playing in Europe on a Thursday night. Yeah, and, and they get denied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that good denied. So it's good to see that they're trying to help us, isn't it? I don't mean just us. I mean Scottish football. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a bit of a, one for a better term, it's a bit shit to do that to fans really on Christmas Eve. The thing is as well is they forget people plan ahead for Christmas. Not everybody stays with all their families and that. And I'm yeah. sorry it's been like an old Rangers die here, but I've already made arrangements for Christmas Eve. We've already got stuff arranged. Do you know what I mean? Like when you've got a family that's going to spread out, you need to plan these things. So no, it's not ideal. I'll need to make a few adjustments. I wasn't going to the game, but even at that, I mean, in terms of doing stuff for the pod and that as well, we need to move stuff about. So no, it's just... Um, it wasn't very well received by the club and quite rightly so. And the fact that they only had another's notice before it was actually announced publicly, it just shows you that Sky knew that we're probably not going to be best chuffed about it. So um, it is what it is, mate, unfortunately. There's nothing we can do about it. You're just going to need to kind of accept this one. But I, I did appreciate the, the the board releasing a statement around it. It's shown, it's shown that they're trying to push back on stuff like that and hopefully stuff like this is becomes less of the norm um, of them trying to mess about supporters, but no, it's not great. No, I mean, ultimately, Sky dictates, as soon as it's unknown Sky, they, they dictate what they want to do. Scotia, I take it that scuppers you for uh, going to the pub to watch that for, uh, oh no, is that a Sunday as well? I think Carrie Munster it's a Sunday. Christmas it's a Sunday. It's a, yeah. I, I, yeah, it will be the Sunday, yeah. Um, it's not great being on the Christmas Eve. I don't know. Did we have? I might be completely misremembered and confusing this with something else. I might we might have just been down Paisley Road West having a drink. But I'm sure a few Christmases back there was a game on Christmas Eve because I remember the trains at Partick all get cancelled because uh, there was something wrong with the transformer and all the electricity stopped working. So there was a bit of a nightmare then. But yeah, Christmas Eve isn't great because, like you say, the trains all stop that wee bit earlier. Um, Carney says people will be away seeing their families and things like that. No ideal. No, the only good thing is that his mother will they're going to. It's not, I think we were at Ross County before Aye. Christmas, about like Christmas last year. So it's it's not too far for travel. So they'll all get there. They'll be fine. It's, they'll be in good spirits. It's Christmas Eve. So <laughs> many, many babies I had. But anyway, yeah, I just thought I'd pop that in just because Rangers kind of released that before we came on. But uh, Sparta Prague um, last night, Rangers got a a nil-nil, it was a, not a bizarre game, but I thought Rangers rode their luck spectacularly in the, in the first half. They nearly ended up nicking it in the last 15 minutes of the second half. Scotia <clears throat> mean Carney done a, a post-match reaction on it, so I'm not going to break down the game, but, well, I'm going to come to you. Did you watch the game? Because I know you're you're working kind of later, and um, if you did, what was your kind of take um, from the game? I take it you were happy with a nil-nil um, like us, me I- yeah, from the off, I think, yeah, the, the the point is massively important because I think, I don't know if I mentioned it on the Club Deck Corner on Tuesday or if I mentioned it to you guys afterwards. I think, like, four points was the minimum we needed to take away from this double header. Um, so we've got the points, so we just need to now win at Ibrox. But, um, no, my uh, outlook in the game is probably going to be drastically different from an awful lot of people that watch the game because, as you mentioned, I didn't see all of the game. I you saw the last 15 the minutes. First- no, 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 not quite. I listened to the first half on the radio, um, and then by the time I got back home and myself settled, I kind of turned it on for the, the kickoff of the second half. But it wasn't really until fifty minutes onwards that I was actually sat focused on the game. Um, so like from what I could make out from what they were saying in the radio in the first half was that we got open fairly early and on several other occasions, and um, the two yellow cards kind of to Cantwell and Suter when they came through, they worried me, concerned me. Not going to lie, because obviously I can't see what's going on. I'm just getting it described to me. So a wee bit concerned with that. And then what I also kind of picked up on from what the commentators were saying was that we weren't really keeping hold of the ball. We were losing possession too easily. Raskin and Lundstrom weren't really able to cover it. Lammers, Cantwell, the likes. They were, they were sloppy in possession in that way. But actually watching the second half, I thought the first sort of 
10, 15 minutes. We looked a wee bit ropey, a wee bit dicey, but covered with it, covered them any threats from Sparta fairly well. But from about 60 minutes onward, I actually think Rangers came into the game, played pretty well. Um, Raskin, noticeably Raskin started carrying the ball an awful lot better and he was linking up with the attacks and the changes get made to come on. Wright came on, you could see that he's not really played much. He was doing stuff he wasn't absolutely spectacular, but again, creating chances and things. Lammer's unlucky with his, his chance, I thought. And then Danilo coming on as well and with the chance that he made kind of freshened things up. So I listened to you guys, your guys' reaction last night and I listened to some other ones today. I mean, I think everyone was kind of in the same boat that because they'd seen the first half, it was absolutely, it was terrible. And I, I purposefully didn't watch the first half today because I didn't want it to colour my judgment. I'll maybe go back tomorrow and sit and watch the don't, first half. Don't, 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 don't do that yourself. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Make right. sure you've got a bevy and you watch it. Yeah, so, like, so that's what I mean. So I'm only kind of focusing on the kind of 50, the 40, 40 ish minutes that I've seen of the game. Um, and I thought we were we looked okay, and the draw was probably a deserved result. We were unlucky, as I say, for Daniel to score, and as you guys mentioned as well, they probably should have buried it in the last kind of just before full time, and um, with their chance. But on that half, I thought it was a, a fair result. But from what I'm hearing from everyone else, yeah, the first half's definitely clouded the judgment and how we played. Yeah, Carney, obviously, I mean, the game the game was only last night, so. I'd imagine your, your views haven't changed much from our, from our post-match. But, I mean, if you look at it overall, from what we said, having to grasp a point at the beginning of the game, you, you look what the, the team we've got to pick from. You look at the bench, it's full of young boys. We didn't have a natural left-back as well. We're going out to Sparta, who, let's be honest, are, are playing well at home. Um, and to get a point over, I know we didn't play great the first half particularly, but I thought it was a very good point. And, and it sets us up, for me, brilliant in this group going forward. Yeah, look, it's it's the, the the thing we always say when you're you're full of emotion when you're watching the game, mate, and you don't really fully appreciate maybe what um, the point is and w- how crucial that point could be. It could be one of those ones that we speak about and go, we did well to get that point, and it's it's done as done as well to get through, etc. We, we, that's obviously yet to come. But as I say, during during the game, with the team that you've got to pick from, I mean. I wasn't going into expecting Rangers to be tremendous, and the first half very much looked like we've never played that formation before, and we've never played that shape before, and it was all a bit clumsy and messy, and players constantly giving the ball away even when we had it. Some of the passing was, I mean, really bad, really, really poor. But I also don't think three at the back really worked. Um, I get why he done it, but. I would I would revert it back to a four at the back pretty quick into that game. But I mean credit to him for not. He kinda of stuck to his guns, I suppose, and in, in hindsight you can say he got it right. But at the time during the first half, Ali me and you were both sitting saying to each other it's inevitable that they're going to score, but they didn't, I suppose. But I had that feeling. I would I would urge any Rangers fan not to think that they were going to score in that first half because it was just one way traffic. We didn't do anything the entire half apart from a Lundstrom shot that went past uh, wide and wide and um, over. Um, I think I was about forty minutes before we had a shot on goal, <clears throat> and it wasn't even on target. But look, <clears throat> at the end of the day, a point away in Europe at this stage of the competition with Prague, the way that they've been playing, um, they're unbeaten in the league. I know the league's not exactly top, but, um, like a top, a, a top ranking league, but still you have to be, you, you still have to play the teams in front of you in terms of the form that they've been in, been in as well. And I thought Rangers, yes, rode a luck. I thought Jack Butland was terrific um, for Rangers. I thought Seema, even though he's probably never played left wing back or whatever that position was that he was playing, he's never done that before in his life. I thought he did himself no damage at all. He he's very much looks like the informed player for Rangers just now. And yeah, um, we could have nicked it, but we could have we could have lost it all at the same time. At the end of the day, after that first half, mate, I'm delighted with a point. Absolutely delighted. And the result, and the, the other result in the um, in the group favours us. Um, so, no, I Looking, looking at it now, it's a, it's a good point, very good point. But there's still so much work to be done with this squad, and there's still players within the squad, which I'm, I'm probably sure you'll mention, mate, that we're really not seeing anything from them in terms of the outlay that was put onto them. So there's still very much work to be done. But I think without being, um, 
over dramatic about it, I suppose. I think Clement would have learned more last night than he did on Saturday. I think he would have seen quite a quite a bit from a few players where he thought, hmm, you need work. So yeah, but a point and a crucial point I think it will be for us um, as we continue through the group. Yeah, I think when we played Tibbs, obviously you've got the this is first game, it's at Ibrox, so there's a, there's a buzz of the crowd. I think he got the the reality check, if you want to say, in that first half against Spart in terms of some of these players that pro- we could probably say it now, I, I simply aren't up to it in this Rangers team. Scotia, two guys I want to talk about, and we talk about them all the time in this podcast, not just us, other podcasts as well, and me and Carney said it last night. We we don't like to to sit here and talk about it and bash these two guys in particular, but you you need to you need to call them out at points because they're our, our top signings this summer. We paid reportedly four million on Dessers and three million on Lammers. Flat to deceive the two of them. Last night, Scotia, um, me and Carney, I thought were okay in Dessers. I've heard other podcasts, Carney, that have went not slaughtered yeah, them, they but have. basically yeah. said he. Oof, they don't want to see him again, but I mean, on the two of them, Scotia, it's another game that's went by that they've really, Dessers didn't have much to go off of, but Lammers in particular, I'll stick with Lammers first, right? Lammers for me, I don't think he's got the heart, the heart for it. He hides a wee bit for me. I just, what's your thoughts on Lammers? Did you, what, did you obviously you didn't see the full game last night, but it's another game that he's just it's just passed him by. Yeah, well, before I come on to them, I just want to pick something that Carney had said there about the, the 3 5 2 that we were playing. And like, obviously, I heard your reaction afterwards, and you weren't didn't sound impressed then with it. And Carney's there saying, No, they should have changed it straight away. I think, obviously, because I've not watched the first half, I've not seen what they were like, so they probably were as terrible as you say. But I actually thought it worked quite well in periods in the second half, when you could see what they were doing when the players were holding the ball. Now, I don't expect Rangers to play that formation all the time, but I think that's a decent kind of formation to have and use in a European competition, particularly Europe away. And it's a formation, depending on the players that you've got in the team, it's a formation that can kind of morph into a different type of formation, um, should you need it. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to pick up on that, um, Ali, because as you say, I didn't manage to watch the first half, which is probably where Dessers and Lammers were at their worst, would you say? Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. in, in the second half, when I seen them in the second half, they just looked like the same players that they've looked like so far this season. You know, they didn't look any worse. They didn't really look any better. So if they were even worse in the first half, then that's a problem. For me, on both of them, I don't know if you can play. You can't right now. They both shouldn't be playing together at the same time until they improve. Right now, I think it's not doing either of them um, any um, credit to um, play them both together when they're both having such poor games. Um, Lammers, for me, there was at one point, as I said, we mentioned the Kenny's chance that he had. He was unlucky with it. Keeper makes a, a good save. Um, and he actually was, it was going on target this time because usually when Lammers goes to hit shots from there that we've seen, they're going wide and stuff. So at least he's getting his... Um, Shooting, but it's nearer to the nearer to the target or on target, should I say? Um, the, but there was a point in the second half where he does what he does. He beats a man, and then he takes the ball back to try and beat him again. And I was like, "What are you doing there?" Um, didn't seem great. And I think maybe he's part of the problem we, we had in the first half that he wasn't able, he wasn't holding up the ball well enough. Which is was, is that fair to say? That's kind of the impression I got from mm-hmm. listening to it. Yeah, and then Dessers. From what I seen of Dessers, he was only on the park for about. No, um, what about 15 20 minutes from what I seen? As I say, it was just seemed the same. If it was even worse in the first half, then I, I don't really know where we go with these two, to be honest. Yeah, Carney, it, it's what do we do with the two of them going forward? Because he obviously wants to give everyone a clean sheet and he, he's he's played the two of them in the last two games. I thought Dessos on Saturday was, was okay. I, I know you thought he was better than that last night. I didn't think he was great, but then you can caveat it with he didn't have much support, but he never looked like he could hold a ball up. He didn't look like he could run in behind. And Lammers, for me, is just... He's overtaken Dessers and the worst out of two of them, which we said last night. But what do you do with them going forward? And you, you look at it, Dessers is probably going to play because of the situation up front at the moment, so he will get game time. But I agree with Scotia. For me, Lammers, I don't think he should be near this team at the moment. 
I think if there was other options, mate, I think if yeah. Lawrence was fit, for example, I don't think he would be playing, honestly, I don't. Um, I'll stick with Lammers as well just now. Apart from that one shot that he got, which was a decent effort and it's a decent save, probably a good height for the keeper after seeing it back. Um, but even at that, it's still a decent save and it was a shot on target, which was, um, there wasn't many of them. There wasn't many of them last night, but everything else about the guy I just I, I don't get it he gave the wheel, the ball away constantly one of the passes I think it was about 20 minutes in or something he just it's a square pass to Tav and he just passes out of the park yeah. and you're just the guy looks like he's just on rock bottom in terms of confidence levels and belief in himself and it's, it's, there's a long way back from him but the, we, you've got to remember as well before we signed him that we, we all spoke about his scoring record and the way it's been recently and he hasn't been scoring goals and you can see why you can literally see why I don't understand it. I don't understand the, the signing of the player. You, you've, you've got to try as much as you can to give them a kind of clean slate and a clear slate, but that's two games since Clements took over and I've seen absolutely nothing from Lammers to make me think that he deserves to play for us, really. Uh, I, I, it's, it's bizarre because when we first signed him and we first seen glimpses of him in friendly matches, he was looking pretty good, not good but he was looking right way right, okay looks like there's a bit of freshness there a, a, he's, he's capable he's got ability and it's just disappeared it really has just disappeared I think he looks like he's under pressure all the time when he's playing I think he looks as I say bereft of any sort of confidence any sort of idea any belief that anything that he does is actually going to come off and yeah we are we're at a point now where we either stick or twist I think with him because Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's not really much options. I think that's that's the thing just now. There isn't a great option to to change it f- for him. So no, um, Des- um, Lammers for me. It's a right now. It's a no. Um, all for to get. I want to be proven wrong. I always want to be proven wrong. But right now, I just don't. I don't see it at all. Don't see nothing in him. Uh, Dessers. Last night he wasn't good. Um, I say I watched the game back, and there is points he should have done a lot better than he did. Um, when I say in the heat of the game, you're trying, you're you're trying to um, look for positives, I suppose, in him. Um, because I thought I, I don't, I don't think he was good in Saturday. He was decent. He was mu- he was improved from what I've seen from him before. But uh, last night was not great at all, and it's a. Uh, it's it's uh, it's kind of like a conundrum with both of the players that we, both of them they have just now. Not every signing that Rangers are going to make is going to work, but these two are so far off it just now. It's like where do we go? We're going to just need to stick, I think, because because of the way that the squad is. Um, Dessers is. I want him to be good, honestly, I do. I really want him to be good, but I'm getting to the point where I'm going. I'm, I'm is this blind faith for me now? Am I am I trying to back the guy just a wee bit too much, and hoping that we can pull something out of him? But, but I say last night he should have been. I think the service that he got in the first half in particular. I don't know what you expect him to do with it. Do you know what I mean? At one point he got the ball down. We were sitting uh, in the pub watching the alley, and there was three players around him and nobody with him, and they get the ball took off him, and people in the pub are going bonkers. And I'm going, <laughs> like, I don't know what you expect the guy to do there. He's not going to skin all three players, run through and put the ball in the net. It's just not going to happen. Uh, but his lack of pace as well. There's nothing. Yeah. I still don't know what kind of striker he is. 
you know what I mean? I think that's the big thing. I don't know what kind of striker he is. I'm kind of willing him to be good, but he's not really he's not really restoring my um, my my blind faith that I'm probably showing in him. But the two of them, if we had other options, I don't think they would be playing. Yeah, and the the big problem at the moment is. <clears throat> the majority of the Rangers support have made their minds up on these two guys already. Uh, 100%. Um, I, I'm trying to think back to when we've spent really good money in players, two players that Rangers support have not, not turned on them, but they can see with their own eyes at this present point they're not good enough to play for Rangers. Um, and I hope they do prove us wrong, Carney, but I just can't see it. I can't see it with the two of them. Dessers, for me, <clears throat> was supposed to be the replacement for Morelos. And He's never going to be Alfredo Morelos, but the characteristics of he struggles to hold a ball up, he can't bully defenders, he's got a lack of pace. I'd love to, obviously, Michael Beale scouted him, apparently, but um, we'll just need to see what happens. Like I say, I really hope Dessler scores a brace against Hearts on Sunday and, and proves it's all wrong and kicks on, but hmm, I'll, I'll need to wait and see what happens with that one. But moving on, Scotia. A man with a mask come on <clears throat> in terms of Danilo. I, I thought when he came on, you've seen a, a complete change in the top line. He looks like a proper striker from East Scotia. And the quicker we get him fitter and playing 90 minutes, the better because he's a guy we're going to have to rely on for the rest of the season. Well, until we hit January at least. Yeah, no, when Danilo came on, I think it just improves. But like I say, I think we were improving anyway when we were starting it. We were in the game and kind of not controlling the game. I don't want to say that because I don't think we were, but. 10, 15 minutes before Danilo came on, came on, I think we were getting better. Then him coming on gave us that wee bit more of pace uh, up front that Dessers wasn't able to provide. Um, and you know, you'll probably come on to it from um, Clement's press conference later when he talked about Danilo and where he is. But I know he was out injured there, but his injury was for like a, a facial skull face, fracture. Yeah. Um, now, now, in terms of like the fitness of the body, I don't think that will have deteriorated too much. Sorry, because obviously it's, no, it's not like he's just laid up, not moving about or anything like that. So hopefully it shouldn't be too long until he's like starting games and being able to you know, last for the whole 90 minutes because that's him now played quite got a wee cameo at the Hibs game there, a good 25 minutes or so. Um, 15, 20 minutes, sorry, um, last night. And he also played that half against, is it Breedablick, I want to say, on Sunday, yeah. that bounce game we played. So he's got to get a fair bit of game time under his, his belt. So um, hopefully it won't be too much longer until he is first able to be first selected in the starting lineup. Yeah, he can. Danilo, for me, is critical. We need to get him back in this team because he's a guy that looks, like I say, he looks like a striker. Looks like he can score goals. He's agile, his movement's good and... He's a must for me. He's got to start in the League Cup semi-final at least. I mean, I know that's a week away, but for me, he's got to start that game. Yeah, the the, the bit around fitness with him, and if he's like, yeah, I know he, you'll come on and get asked about it if he's ready for 90 minutes. I was like, and CGM made a very funny comment. He broke his cheek, not his legs. So that's quite true, actually. I don't think it's going to affect his fitness too much. But I think it's probably more a duty of care to him. Um, in order for the, the cheekbone to get better because we do play in Scotland there will be players that try and elbow in the, elbow in the face, it will happen you can't deny it everybody knows that it will happen so it's probably more a duty I care to make sure that it's as strong as possible before he's kind of let free for a significant period of time on the pitch, um, which isn't ideal for us, of course it isn't, but I also think he's probably been rushed back quicker than he normally would have been um, due to Clement coming in, Clement seeing that it's only Dessers that he's got to play up front um, because of also Kamal Roof, but we'll definitely come on to that. Um, but <laughs> with, with, with Danilo, he does look like a good player. He does look like a good player. And I, I mean, it just sums up the way our season went, mate. As he scored that goal, he gets injured, then he's out. And you're like, of course he is. We're, we're desperate for a striker to be scoring goals for us, and that happens to him. But he's definitely an improvement on Dessers. I don't think that's, I don't think that's a, a, a long stretch at all, me saying that. And I think he, he's going to be crucial for us. I, I just don't know how Clement's going to manage it. I really don't. Um, you've got to you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt because I say, I think it's more down to a duty of care to him because if he gets another sore one in the face with a mask on or not, then it's, it's not, it's not going to look good. It's not going to, it's not going to be a particularly, particularly, um, 
quick road back for him should it go, um, should it get another bump or another break or whatever. So, but Danilo, yes, mate, he's, he's crucial because he just looks like he wants to run at players. He looks quite nippy. He looks quite quick. He looks like he's got decent ability and good control with his feet. And he just wants to run and get a shot away. So it would be, it'll be a breath of fresh air, mate, when we eventually get yeah. him. Uh, but he, he, I, I would urge Clement to do his best as he can to get him back as quickly as possible for all our sakes. I think. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, I'm glad to see Danilo back. Um, come on, Roof, we will come on to everyone, so do not worry. Um, that is later in the podcast. But just before I do my favourite part of the podcast, which is the Manscaped promo, I thought I just wanted to talk quickly about Scotia. I'd assume you've seen this, I put in the group chat. Graham Soonis was um, on Talk Sport with Jim White and was it Simon Jordan was there. And they were obviously asking him about this role that he looks like he's going to take up in Rangers, some sort of ambassador role, if you want to say. But they asked about the appointment of Clement. Obviously, he was there as an advisor for Rangers. And he kind of came out and said, which I thought was a bit bizarre for him to say this, um, especially when he's going to be employed by Rangers soon, which looks like it, that his choice was was Lampard in terms of he, he liked Lampard. Now, he didn't say... He didn't want Clement. He said Clement ticked the boxes as well. And he, he was very complimentary about Clement, but I just thought it was a bit bizarre that he basically in a roundabout roundabout way, sorry, said he wanted Lampard. What was your thoughts on it? Um yeah, I heard White and Jordan speaking this in Talk Sport yesterday. Um, and then I heard them speaking about it in BBC Sports Sound when I was listening to the game last night, and then obviously seen the clip that you sent to the group chat this morning. Um He's been asked a question and he's answered it. He's not employed by Rangers yet. I've not really got any huge issues with it. I mean, what he said is that the reason that he preferred Frank was probably because he knew more about the West of Scotland, what Rangers was all about. He's yeah. maybe looking at it from the angle. We do it as well, because I don't remember having this discussion after Geo left and we talked about, do we want a British or a European manager, someone that understands the British game, someone that understands... European or doesn't understand it if you're coming from Europe, etc. Um, he was asked the question. I don't really see it as a, a big that big uh, of an issue. Um, Clement again spoke about this in his press conference as well, and kind of just waved it away, saying you've misinterpreted it, whatever potentially. But if he said that, but you've got to remember, Walter Smith wanted Derek McInnes um, as his preferred choice for the Rangers manager when he was asked the question, and then um, this is the first time Derek McInnes was asked. And I remember there being quite a bit of. Um, discontent among them. Like, there were some Rangers fans that were all for that decision, some that were vehemently against it, so everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I don't see it being that big an issue. Yeah, that, that wasn't a big issue for me, Carney, but I just thought it was quite a... <clears throat> after we all knew that Sunis was on, on this panel apparently for him to, to say it on Talk Sport that like he preferred Lampard and he was the one guy that the Rangers support Unified, basically saying we do not want Lampard. So it was it was interesting to say that he fancied Lampard, uh, Frank Lampard, and well, as, as I just said there, Carney, the Rangers support did not want Frank Lampard. No, I didn't. I certainly didn't. I didn't want Lampard. I, I find it, I find it slightly bizarre. Well, what the what I find even probably more bizarre is going by what Sunis says. It looked like Lampard and Clement were the front two, not Muscat yeah, and Clement. Yeah. and the decision to. To the decision for the club to release that Lampard wouldn't be the next manager was what about a week and a bit maybe before the the um, announcement was made in terms of a, at least a week I would say anyway of um, uh, Clement being the new manager. I just I don't know if it's been a slip of the tongue and I know everything's kind of misinterpreted in different ways, but I don't know what Sunis was hoping to achieve by saying that. It's one of those things that. He's going to walk in on his first day and walk up to Clement and go, Hi, Phil, you're my second choice, by the way. Oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> That's good for our confidence right there. But uh, no, I found it bizarre. I did. I just I found it. I was like, there was no need for you to say that. Like, I know he was full of praise for Clement, and he was. He said that Clement was the outstanding candidate, and the only thing that he was worried about really was how he dealt with football in the west of Scotland and I'm like well, he's a big guy, he's got big shoulders He's I'm sure he's, his personality is certainly strong enough to be able to deal with the company of west of Scotland, I know time will tell obviously on that but yeah, interesting mate, very interesting, I wouldn't have thought I don't think there would be many Rangers fans that would have been happy with the appointment of 
um, Frank Lampard. I don't think you'd find many that would have been chuffed if it would have been him. Uh, I know he's got a good name. I know he's probably a, a decent manager to an extent. He's done well in two clubs or maybe one or two clubs. I don't think he's not one club. It's only Derby. Derby done done all right with you. Yeah, done all right at Derby. So just based on the track record alone, then I think Clement. Clement beats it for me, so no, I think I think the board have made the correct choice in terms of Clement. I don't think um, you're going to get me changing my mind, even if Sunus thinks Lampard would have been the better choice. But no, I just I found it a bit weird. I, I just feel like he didn't need to say it. That's all. <laughs> I just thought I'd bring it up just when I, I seen the clip today. I thought, Christ, <laughs> you know what, Graham Sunus, he's a big character, Sunus, and, he, and he'll say like he's got his own opinion, but he'll, he'll say yeah. it a lot of times. So it was uh, yes, it was interesting, but anyway. It is time for a word from our sponsors. Sponsors of Club at 22 Manscaped are taking a step up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil and trouble. Manscaped's all-new handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use the code CLUB at 22 for 20% off and free shipping. The Handyman's safe skin technology will help reduce nicks and cuts so you can finally feel confident when going for that close shave. For wet or dry use, feel free to bring this anywhere and everywhere. The compact design makes this perfect travel tool for on the go. I took this to Italy, so it is perfect. The Handyman's capability of shaving up to three days growth without the mess of the wet shave is priceless. Manscaped also have launched its Beard Hedger Pro Trimmer kit, which was everything you need to tame your mane. Your Halloween costumes may take effort, but beard grooming doesn't need to go. <clears throat> when you can take 20 different beard lengths in just one guard, there's no trick with this treat. Manscaped has you covered. Once again, Manscaped supports Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, so much they provide an exclusive offer for our listeners and viewers. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUB at 22 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code CLUB at 22. For a look as sweet as candy, get yourself <laughs> the handyman from Manscaped. Well done, Alistair. That's probably one of the best times you've done that, mate. That was quite impressive. Well the done, handyman mate. is very good. I will it is say very that. good. I, is. Um, I did take it on my um, my holiday to Italy. Very compact. Um, and yes, it's well worth the money, can't it? I know Scottish yes. has not used this handyman yet. You use the handyman yet, Scotia? Um, no, can't, I don't. I don't know. I can't remember I if I have it. or not. No, I think I have. I think it's I have. I think I've used it. I, I, you should be saying yes. Manscaped has used it. He uses it all the time. <laughs> yeah, he does. He uses it every day. Um, no, I, as a cracking. But I'm I still using the beer catcher at the moment. Yeah, and they've got they've got something new coming in November as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Very much looking forward to it. But thank you, Manscaped. Their stuff is generally brilliant. Mm-hmm. Use their code. You're supporting our podcast, so we can't thank you enough. Yeah, no, use the code. Yeah, no, thank you, Manscaped. Um, brilliant as always. Especially the wee, um, I love reading all the things like that Balloween hut, Carney. I've I seen that today. I was, I was... <laughs> I've not read the new, I've not read, I've, been, I've been sent over what next month is, and I've actually not oh, read God. it yet. But there'll be something in it, mate. There usually is. Be, I don't know what it'll be, but there's always something. Because they usually send like two or three through, and like it's different bits, and you can pick bits and basically create your own. Your, yeah. own advert, your own promo for it and some of it I'm like I'm not reading that and I'm not getting the lads to read it either but no man, you can tell they're American but no they're, they're superb man's good for sure yeah. I can't criticise at all yeah no it is good but anyway let's we're here to talk about Rangers um, so <clears throat> moving on the before we get to the hats the press of us today obviously Philip Clement was in front of the press the main thing from the presser for me today, which we will get in discussion now, was injuries, oh. which Rangers have a lot of at the moment, and we had a lot of last season. I don't think Clement is overly happy with the injury situation at Ibrooks. Um, as I said, though, this is not a new thing for Rangers. We had horrific injuries last season, and this season is just as bad. Barisic may be back for the weekend, but from what I'm it doesn't sound like he will be back, but he should be back in the next week or so, Barisic. That isn't a concern for me because Yilmaz can play there, and I think Yilmaz should play there. Um, so Barisic should be back when we play um, Sparta in a couple of weeks, so that's fine there. But Carney, the one <laughs> the one that came out of the presser, which um, I think everyone's group chats would have been going today, was Kamar Roof 
Now, I see them on Instagram a couple of days ago with a big moon boots on. But apparently, he is obviously wasn't in the squad last night. He is injured again. Clement did say they need to get to the root of the problem. They don't want him basically come back for a couple of games and break him down. Now, we were told that he was out for four months last, last season because they got to the root of the problem. So, Kamar Roof... What do we do with Kamaru? Obviously, his contract's up next season. For me, he does not get that extended next season. No chance, but it's um, it's beyond a joke now with Kamaru now, isn't it? Uh, it's ridiculous, mate. It really is ridiculous. Um, friend of the pod, uh, Graham, I don't know if you... I think he's maybe sat and watching. He sent me through a, a injury list from Kamaru. I think it's off transfer market. <laughs> 2021, calf problem, 32 days. 2021, thigh problems, 14 days. 2021, calf problems, 18 days. 2021-22, a knock, 45 days. 21-22, <laughs> knee injury, 25 days. 21-22, knee injury, 152 days. 22-23, knee injury, 220 days. That is unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, that is unbelievable. So, yeah, I mean, also, I just came to my head, we met somebody in the club deck, the, the woman, what was her name? Ali, you have it on your phone. I think it was Carol. I'm pretty sure it was Carol. We met her in the club deck. It was, it was Carol. Carol, it was lovely to meet you. Forgot to mention it last time. So she I'm said Lammers would come good. So yeah, she did. <laughs> she did say Lammers would come good. Yeah. So no, it uh, was lovely to meet you, Carol. Uh, but no, the Kamara with me. Clement's not happy, right? Quite likely so. He's looking at the list of injured players and he has already made mention that he's going to be all over the top of the medical team in terms of what they're doing, and quite rightly so. I think it's about time we start asking questions about this medical team. Now, Kamar Roof is probably separate from that because I I think his body's chucking it on him, I really do. I think his body's getting to the point where he's going, I can't do what you're asking me to do anymore. And sometimes it happens to football players. Um, I don't see him having a very long career. Even after he leaves Rangers, Rangers cannot take the risk and sign him for another season, a year's contract, whatever it may be at the end of this contract. We can't because we can't rely on him anymore. And in that area of the pitch where we're sparse already, this is very unwelcome news about Kamar Roof. But I think there is a bigger question around that about what happens with um, our medical team and what is happening with our medical team because the, the standards of what Clement expects, I think, a former medical team are, are blatantly not there. And I think there's a lot of work to be done there. But yeah, Kamar Roof's injured. He's, I don't think, ever since he's come back, mate, from what the words that Clement was saying, he's been going game to game. We can't have that. We can't have a striker on that amount of money at Ibrooks going game to game. It's just not possible. Everything's always short term with Kamar Roof. God knows how long he's going to be out for now, mate, because if the four months that he was out for for that um, operation that he went and had was meant to get to the, the problem and it hasn't, you could be looking at another four, five, six months out now and that gets him pretty much towards the end of the season. Uh, it's time to wash our hands of Kamar Roof, unfortunately, and it's no disrespect to him. Um, we've said a million times, and in form, firing Kamar Roof is a fantastic asset to have within any team um, in Scotland. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No and yeah, unfortunately we're back at where we were um, at the start of the season with him. It's it's unfortunate, it's the way it is, um, and it's no disrespect to him, but I'm I'm done with Kamar Roof. It's it's time for him to just to just to, to move on um, because he has to. He just has to. Dundee Taylor, thank you so much for the nine ninety nine, mate. That's very thank very you. much appreciated. Thank you so much. Yes, go sure. Kebab roof. Take it, it'll be down the bar and open up more kebab shops down your neck of the woods. Um, Fantastic. Uh, I know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> what's your thoughts on kebab roof, Scotia? Obviously, as Carney says, he's a fantastic footballer when fit, but it's it's now it's now beyond a joke now, isn't it? Over a hill, just quickly. Yeah. Probably, sorry, Scotia. That's, that, I mean, if we're going to, that's probably the most that you could go on. A pay to play contract, but I don't even know if Kamar would be up for signing that. But it's what we would need to do to try and predict ourselves. Sorry, Scotia. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, no, I don't think Ruth would take a pay to play contract right now because nah, some there must be some other club out there that's as daft as us to sign an injury prone <laughs> player. There must be, must be. We can't be the only ones, but no, Ruth, aye, it's beyond a joke. It's um Carney, you listed off um four sort of separate wee injury reasons you had there. So if it's four months out for the, the root of the problem, that's sixteen months in total. We've got one out of the way. Another year left until he's actually up and going and by that time he'll probably be closing in, in retirement age as well. Um oh it's a roof's roof's potentially separate to the rest of the injuries like you say because this has been an ongoing thing. <laughs> that's quite funny. Uh, sorry, Scotch, for that. That put me <laughs> off as well. <laughs> if Ruth was on a pay to play, he'd make about 40 quid a year. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah, so it's it's no great with Ruth. But I noticed that I mentioned it last week and I know it's because I noticed that the Hibs press conference had mentioned about injuries, didn't look pleased, and that was after five days. So I had a further seven days to kind of assess the situation. And um yeah, he's clearly very not happy with with the medical, or not the medical staff. Sorry, should I say? But how how our players are getting injured so often, and how they're not recovering from them, constantly breaking down. I think today he mentioned seven players that are all out injured. Seven players that you could easily see being in someone's starting eleven, um, and he didn't even include an eighth player in uh, Kieran Dowell in that as well. So, um, and again, he's a player that you would if he was fit he would be in consideration for a starting 11 place. So um, there's like eight first-team players that are out injured at the moment. I've not looked into if there's any more than that or not, but it's it's not a great situation. But this is a situation we've been in. It seems like we've been in it last season and the season before that as well. So there is a bit, there is something that hopefully uh, Clement can get to the bottom of, but I'm not holding my breath because it's, as I say, an ongoing issue. Yep. Shots, um... shots fired, Ali by Rangers on tour. Who's a better appearance ratio, Ruth or Ryan? <laughs> oh, Ryan. Shots fired. Shot yeah. Shocking. He's not even in holiday either. So no, he's not. He's, nah, he's just too busy to, to come and spend time with us three, I think. He's got, he's got a social life for like three years. We don't yeah. know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, don't worry, Ryan will be back. Um, but yeah. The, the presser really was about injuries, let's be honest about it, Carney. Um, Matondo and Lawrence, still, I didn't think Matondo would be back soon, to be honest, because we knew he'd be out for six to eight weeks. Lawrence, for me, we've been told from Beal weeks ago when he was still a manager that he should be back soon. He's fallen away. Um, as Scotia mentioned, Kieran Dowell, Carney, not even mentioned about him. We don't, we don't know where he is. He was, apparently was seen on a training video last week, but Again, not mentioned Sterling injured. How's he injured again? I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's baffling again. Lawrence for me, can it gives me the worry because mm. we've been told he's due back, and it's he's. I just think um, we've been bitten before with players, and he's a very good player, Lawrence. But I just think he could potentially break down again with us. But these four guys, take my tondo out because he'll come back. I think, but. Lawrence Sterling and Dowell. We don't really get much news about them at all, and God knows when they will be back. No, um, I think the, the the biggest worry that I had on what he said is that he said Matondo and Lawrence weren't ready for training, and I'm like Lawrence isn't ready for training. I can understand Matondo, but if if 
Lawrence has had another setback. This is Jordan Ross at our seven to ten days, mate. This is exactly what it is with, with Lawrence. It's the biggest issue that I have with Lawrence is that he's since he's came and since he got that real bad injury at the start, I don't think he's fully recovered from it. And we're yeah. still seeing this reoccurring thing come up. Whether that's again down in the medical team as well, we don't know. We'll never know. Um, but it's definitely a real concern for me. So we don't know what the injury is with him. We don't know what the injury is with Sterling. We don't know what the injury is with Dow. We, we don't know what these things are. But it's very much a, um, it's very much a worry right now. Very much a worry that we don't, we don't seem to be signing players that have the legs to kind of deal with, with Scottish football to deal with, or they've got an injury proneness in them, and we are continuing to sign them, and if they don't get injured we'll get something out of them kind of thing. I think we're all a wee bit sick of it. We are. It seems to happen to us a lot, um, Rangers. I know other teams obviously get injuries and that. I, I do get that. But we seem to be a magnet for players that have got a high injury probability and it just continues to happen over and over again. Yeah, uh, unfortunate for Lawrence, um, probably the most, because it's the, it is one that worries me, mate. I worry and I go, hmm... Is he actually ever going to be back? Is he ever going to be fully fit? Is this just, as I say, a, a seven to ten days job until, well, whenever, really? But, um, yeah, injury list is creeping up and up and up, mate. Yeah, as one, that, one man that has appeared is Mr Haymarch in the comments. If you look in the comments, he is, he's appeared. So he's obviously not very happy with Rangers on tour. So <laughs> <laughs> he's there. <laughs> But yeah, the, the one guy, Scotia, that looks like actually he's coming back, which I actually forgot about, forgot about me and Carney, actually. I think we mentioned him last night, me and Carney in the pub. Sifuentes is due back at the train next week, Scotia. He's a guy that, similar to Alamers, has fallen off the face of the earth in the last few games he played for Rangers. He looked quite intimidated playing at Ibrooks in terms of the crowd was quite hostile, but... Where do you see Sifuentes fitting in when he comes back? Do you think he'll slot into the team or do you think he'll kind of take time to come into that team? Well, I think you're doing him a massive disservice for is comparing him to Lammers. Um, I think that's taking it a bit too far. Well, he's not as bad as Sam Lammers. I'll take that back. I'm just saying the last couple of games at Ibrox, he has disappeared right into his shell. Yeah, I think that he's, I've, seen, I've seen more from Sifuentes Certainly, um, I think I, I've mentioned this in the past. I think for him, it's a, it's completely different to Alamers. He's coming from what is he Honduran isn't he? and he's obviously played in the MLS. Ecuador, he's moving yeah. across to play European European football and not even European football, Scottish football. So it's a big kind of culture shift for him. Um, so I'm willing to give him a bit longer to adapt and adjust. Um, I think he said he was in maybe back in training tomorrow. If all goes well, I don't expect him to see him involved in the game on on Sunday. All right, I thought he'd said he was back, maybe back in training on Saturday. Um, but I don't expect him to be involved in the Hearts game at all. But, you know, it, it gives us an option. I think ideally I'd want him going in because Lundstrom's coming at the end of his contract. Jack will be coming at the end of his contract. Probably get rid of them. Sifuentes is there because something um, Clement mentioned in his press conference, potentially maybe linked to injuries, is that he wants a big squad. He wants a big squad to be able to compete in all all levels of competition, which is probably a bit different from our three previous managers who were more in favour of a leaner squad. But, um, you know, I, I'm hoping Sifuentes comes good. Um, so I, the jury's still out on him, but I, like I say, I'm willing to give him, give him the t- more time than some of the rest that we've seen so far this season. Yeah, and thank you very much, Ewan Minton, for becoming a YouTube member. Much appreciated. Um, Carney, yeah, it's a friend. I want to slide the is off, but the last couple of games for Rangers, he was very poor, to be honest, along with a lot of other players. But um, it'll be good to have him back, though, because we don't have many options in the midfield at the moment. So he's another option in there. A hundred percent. I still think there's more to come from him, um, based on yeah. pr- a pretty much Scotia's argument as well as he was saying there. I, I, I pretty much agree. I don't think he was great the last time, last couple of times we did see him. I thought he was worryingly bad, but I, I do, I do believe that he's a player that needs a bit more direction. He needs a wee bit more of a there is your specific role. This is what you're going to do in Clermont. I think is the kind of guy that's going to do that for him. So it look, it'll be an option that we we need we need badly in, in the mid the midfield. We are we're, we're pretty pretty um 
pretty thin in the ground in that area in terms of players that can maintain fitness anyway. Um, so yeah, he'll be an option he comes back. But no, I'm, I'm, he's not one that I'm. I'm the, the jury's out to an extent because I've not really seen him consistently. If that makes sense, until I see him get a decent run in the decent run in the team, and then obviously we'll make a we'll make a judgment from there. But I still think there's more to come from him. So hopefully he's back soon. <laughs> So I am Neil in the comments saying that we saved my fortune. So doesn't he go to the pub on a Friday night? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen to us. <laughs> Save me a fortune as well because I'm not in the pub right now on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's quite funny. But yeah, moving on to um, to Sunday. Um, Hearts visit Ibrox. Obviously, we're going to play Hearts twice in the space of a week. We've got them in the in the semi at Hamden next Sunday with Dundee sandwich in between as well. But Hearts. They're sitting fourth in the league. Um, they've played nine, obviously, what, the same as us. They've won three, drawn two, lost four. They've only won two out of the last five. The fans, from what I can take, and from I've worked through Edinburgh quite a few times, haven't taken to Naismith. I think they want Naismith out. And thank you very much, Andrew Moore. Much appreciated. Um, I can't say God bless America to you because your son lives in America, not, not you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yes, uh, much appreciated, Andrew. Um, but yeah, Naismith for me is in borrowed time at Hearts because the Hearts fans don't want them there. Um, obviously, they get beat 4 1 off Celtic last weekend there. Carney, what's your thoughts going into this one? Obviously, obviously, Hibs, we, we took care of convincingly last weekend. We've got Hearts coming who aren't in a very good um, streak of form. Naismith's, like I said, I think is um, on borrowed time, but Hearts twice in a week. Yeah, no, I think if, if we play anything like we did on Saturday, mate, um, I think we'll be fine. I really do. I don't think Hearts are looking particularly clever just now. And... Um, yeah, you're right, mate. Naismith is very much on borrowed time out there. No wonder I despise him. So, yeah, <laughs> quite right that he goes. He uh, doesn't deserve to have success. Uh, no, I'll not open that. I'll not open that can tonight. Um, but no, I, in terms of we just have to we have to do the same thing as we done against Hibs, mate. We have to start well. We have to start aggressive. We have to push. We have to um, dictate the game. Um, and I think Rangers will be alright uh, their forward line struggling as well just now I think Shanklin's not scored in like there's, there's quite a few games I think scored, scored against Juno. Celtic oh did he score did he Celtic so he scored did in he? the last game yeah well okay Rocky well he scored against Celtic Um there you go. That's how good my research is for 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 Hearts. But um, no, I, I'm I'm I expect Rangers to win. Of course, I do. I expect Rangers to win, and I think I think we will. I think Rangers will be fine. Uh, as I say, we'll we'll go back to a more a more Clement style um, formation. I would have thought with the players that are going to come back in um, to the squad. So no, um, I think Rangers will be okay. I, I think could be the. It could be the end of Naismith um, after Sunday. Um, so, well, maybe not because it never usually tends to happen after um, a game against the old firm. But, um, yeah, I say I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing what comes more under um, under Clement and we continue the, the story, as he keeps calling it. Yes, yeah, of obviously we've got um, Lowry over at Hearts at the moment who's been kind of in and out their team since since he's been there. He's been, um, I don't know, he kind of splits the Hearts fans in terms of think he's, he's been good in some games and he's not been very clever in other games, but obviously he can't play. There he is, Justin Muir. <laughs> God bless America. Like I say, we need to get our way to Dallas, Texas. A pre-season tour at that. Carney, you funding this? I <laughs> never bother me. Aye, okay. No problem. Aye, that'll be right. Nah, Scotia's only fans you're, will fund that. You, you're minted as well, mate, so you can take us, it's fine. <laughs> I, I, I wish I was minted, but <laughs> no, I would, um, I'd be delighted to go out to Tech. That'd be some trip. Oh, that would be superb, it would be. Just now for a pint. Um, aye, that, that would be good, but Scotia, Hearts, what's your thoughts <laughs> for Sunday? Aye, much like you say there, they're the their fans do seem pretty disgruntled at the moment. I, watch, I kind of half-watched their game against Celtic the other week there. They weren't very good. They were poor. I was expecting an awful lot more of them, to be honest. And then the week or a couple of weeks before that, they kind of capitulated to Hibs. They were 2-0 up and then conceded 
twice to draw to each. Um, so I can understand why the Hearts fans are grumbling. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that we go out and kind of carry on where we left off and last Saturday, maybe not so much on Thursday night there, but where we left off against the other Edinburgh team um, and can kind of improve on because from what we've seen from the team, you know, playing two different systems in the last two games, two game, first two games under the new manager, there's definitely room for improvement and we're seeing sort of signs of improvement in certain areas. Um, so looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the, the next week. <clears throat> Obviously, the, the semi at Hamden next Sunday for me, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. Obviously, not going to Hamden because it's, it's a dump of a place to go to, but the actual game, the chance to get to a final. But we have hearts first in the league and we, we need to win it. But, Scotia, I'll stay with you. I'd be very surprised if we don't probably pick this round about the same team because there's not much to pick from. But what is your team scoreline and first goal scorer? Well, I've not picked the first goal scorer yet. I'll think of that one. Right. Uh, my team is Butland and Gold, back four of Tab, Goldson, Suter and Yelmaz. Although I did think Ben Davies had, from what I've seen of the game the other night, I think he played fairly decent in defence. Not left um, back, Midfield. Though. Yeah, no, no, but it, it wasn't I know, a left yeah. back, really. He was, yeah. was playing as a left centre-back. But um, anyway, I just digress. Um, Jack and Raskin in midfield. I think maybe it's time to get Jack involved in the games. Um, I'm going Seema out on the left, Cantwell through the middle, and Scott Wright playing out wide. I was thinking about maybe McCausland, but then I was thinking we've got this Sparta Prague game and return game in two weeks, and Wright's probably going to be involved unless players suddenly come back from injury really quickly. So I would like to see him get some game time in between because you could see. They looked pretty rusty when he came on, maybe lacking a wee bit of match sharpness. And up top, I would really like it to be Danilo, but I think it's going to be Dessers. So I'll go with Dessers up top. And first goal scorer, I'll go with Todd Cantwell. Righty. Um, Carney, teams scoring first goal scorer? Um, pretty similar to Scotia. Uh, I don't think Ryan Jack will play though. I think it'll be Lindstrom and Raskin. I don't think he'll split that up. Um, I don't. I don't really want to pick Scott Wright, but I, I feel like I need to because I, I'd be need to take Lammers out the firing line. I think. Um, so I, I would. I would play Scott Wright. Seema on the left, the same as Scotia. Danilo, I doubt Danilo will start, so it has to be Dessers. There's actually nobody else. McCausland's probably a good shout in terms of him playing over Scott Wright. I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. Um, I think he probably deserves a bit of a chance. Um, it would maybe be quite nice as well instead of Lundstrom to see Rice playing. Um, but again, I don't know if we're at that stage yet. Again, with Ryan Jack, even though you all know I'm a massive Ryan Jack fanboy he's another one that just consistently gets injured and he's out and he comes back for two or three games and then he's out and I'm a wee bit sick of it um, I'm a wee bit sick of it and his performances haven't been great this season I don't think he's been particularly good neither has anybody really let's be honest there's a number of them that still have a lot of work to do in order to pull the form around for the rest of the season but um, yeah that'll be my team um, I'll have um, I'll go 3-0 Rangers and I'll go see Matt score first what was your scoreline against Kosha? Uh, I don't know if I said it. I don't no, I I think I said Cantwell. Well, no, sorry, 4-0. 4-0 Cantwell to score first. One better than the game we played against them. Yeah. I, didn't think, I didn't think you'd say the scoreline there, Scotia. I'm sure he didn't say one there. So 4-0. No, I'd take 4-0. And Jen, there's Jim Sloan, as always. Thank you very much, Jim. Cheers, much Jim. Um, yeah, my team would be Butler Tab, Goldson, Suter, Gilmaz. Lindstrom, Raskin, Cantwell, Seema. I'm Scott Wright as well. I'm ten Lammers out, and uh, he played Scott Wright against him. So <laughs> Scott Wright, and I'd be this. I would play Danilo, but from what he's seen in the press, I, I don't think he'll start. And so it'll be Dessers for me. Danilo, hopefully, maybe coming on for the last half hour and build him up for the semi-final at Hamden next week. Yeah. And I'm going two 0 Rangers. Um, Seema. First goal score. Seem as a good one again. You're cooking these days for first goal score. I'm yes. Score any time. So, yes, that is my score. So, yes, um, looking forward to Sunday. A lot of football coming up. Obviously, we've got a weight of Dundee on the Wednesday, and then we have the, the, the League Cup um, semi final the following Sunday as well. So, yeah, I would like to thank.
everybody in the comments tonight, um, our new member as well, and also the, all the kind donations tonight as well. And um, yes, my two guests that have been on tonight as well. Thank you very much, Scott Carney. Pleasure, mate. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, everybody in the chat. Thank you for all the donations. As I said, really do appreciate it. And yeah, a lot of, a lot of football coming up, which means a lot of podcasts, which means you get to see our beautiful faces. Uh, but no, as I say, on to, on to Sunday now. And uh, yeah, Dessler's masterclass incoming. <laughs> you heard it here first. I'll be clipped now, Carney. And last but not least, um, Scott Gemmel, thanks for coming on. And I will see you in Sunday, Scotia. Yeah, cheers guys, enjoyed that um, Yeah, season Sunday, I'm away now to ruin my weekend, I'll go and watch that first half from last night Don't, shall I? Don't There's no need mate We're never, never going to talk about it again mate, so don't, you don't need, don't need to do your homework <laughs> Yeah, don't put yourself through that Scotia honestly, but um, if you want to fair play um, But yes, we will be back um, on Sunday with our with a match reaction and hopefully um, another win for, for Rangers in the league under under Clermont. So we have been Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and we will see you on Sunday. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.